Network with Stuart Rizal and David Bowman every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. You think about it, we rant about it. Listen to us live on Facebook. What's up, guys? It's a whole new week. David's wearing a black and white and gray sweater. He didn't shave either, but he looks healthy. David, how are you today? I'm pissed. Thank you so much for asking. I know this is MLK Day in the United States. I know in Canada we're trying to adopt something like this. And I got to tell you, I'm, you know, what, what I was hoping to rant about today was the memory of Martin Luther King, what he did for the civil rights movement, what he did for people. But instead, Stuart, I find myself really frustrated, angry, and alone in America and Canada. As on Saturday, we come to discover that a gunman goes into a synagogue on a Saturday, takes hostages, all in the name of releasing so-called an Al-Qaeda terrorist. And once again, it is the Jewish community that's at target. Now, why am I talking about Martin Luther King is, you know, everybody talks about how MLK only cared about the black community, which is not true. Because Martin Luther King wanted, knew that Jews and African-Americans had to stand side by side in the 60s. You know, David, just so you know that I, 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 in Florida, my neighbor was a man by the name of Rabbi Seymour Atlas, who came from Birmingham, Alabama. His synagogue, Knesset Ezreal, was across the street from Martin Luther King's church. He used to learn every week with Martin Luther King and was with the march with Martin Luther King. So you are not only 100% right, the history books are very clear that Martha Luther King's good friend from across the street was a religious Jew named Seymour Atlas, a rabbi of Shalom, who died a number of years ago, where I actually got to see this place. Because remember, I lived in Birmingham, Alabama. Right? So, right. My, my thing, though, is that I'm honoring still his memory of MLK because if he were alive today, he, he would be, be turning angry. over his grave. He would be angry because we haven't learned anything. And I'll tell you what the problem is. And the problem that I'm angry about is on many folds. And that is the fact that Jews in America, in Canada, we are alone. Why do I keep saying that we're alone? Is very simple. We don't cause riots. There are no ribbons. There are no parades. There are no, you know, Jewish lives matter. You never see this. Why? Because for generations, Jews were told, shut up, deal with it on your own, quietly. Don't ruffle feathers. You want to be assimilated into society. You want to be accepted in society, so don't ruffle feathers. And that is what has been done for generations. But what's it caused us? Okay? It's caused us to be living in fear. Stuart, do you know that when after Saturday's incident, security measures went into effect in synagogues and community centers around the U.S. and Canada in fear of copycats, in fear of what yeah. people will do. Do you ever hear that anywhere else? No, of course not. And you want to know what, Stuart? Here's the thing that makes me ill, is that people keep talking about the fact that, oh, it's all about the African-American community. It's all about anti-Muslim, Islamophobia. But do you know who the number one target is per capita? Bar none? The Jewish community. Bar none. 
It doesn't even come close. And anti-Semitism is on the rise in both of our countries at an alarming rate, 12% year over year. 12% year over year over what? Jews were blamed for COVID. Jews are blamed for the media. Jews are blamed for everything you could possibly imagine. We are alone. Stuart, I got a lot more I want to talk about, but let's see you. Look, I sat on the League of Human Rights with Conrad Black, as you may recall. I've been involved at national level at UJC. I've been involved in, in security pro- programs. And in, in the United States, David, there are guns, there are rifles, there are all kinds of things in synagogues. And you want to know something? I'm actually looking forward to the day where Dirty Harry comes to town. I'm fed up with this. When you have the FBI who goes around and says, nah, this wasn't an anti-Semitic thing. I just get so sick to my stomach. That sick son of a bitch from the FBI, I would make him to go 90 days in New York in the boroughs dressed as a Hasidish Jew and send him through Harlem and send him through the neighborhoods and let him get the shit knocked out of him. That motherfucker doesn't know what it is to be anything other than a prick. And you know what? I hope he gets some coaching from the FBI, some sensitivity tracing from the FBI, and maybe it just killed his career. He'll go into private service. I'm going to tell you something. I'm really sorry because it's not just the FBI. So on Saturday, this this, this was the lead. uh, No, I understand that. Uh, On Saturday night, I got to tell you, I was looking, looking for, um, you know, any feedback from politicians. And Judge Janine from Fox News, she interviewed, and by the way, I want to express kudos, shockingly, to both CNN and Fox, who both did a great job, an admirable job. I couldn't watch other stations, but I criticized CNN to the nth degree. And Jim Acosta, who I have had zero respect for, did a really admirable job covering the the situation. But the point is that when Judge Janine interviewed Lindsey Graham, and she twice gave him an opportunity to condemn the action... He not only ignored it, he ripped President Biden and he talked about Iran and he politicized the situation, but did not condemn the anti-Semitic act. So I am sickened by the fact that while on one hand you have a Ted Cruz and you have others who stood with the Jewish community, you still have other politicians, and we don't have to name a few, like the squad who are going to continue to applaud these events so that they can push their political agenda at, again, at the expense of who? The Jewish community. Stuart, I got to tell you, it's, you know, when people want to know where is this happening? Like, like why am I, I must be making this stuff up. Let's take a look at university campuses for just a second. And we've talked about it. And, I, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm really, whatever, But could you imagine that there was a study done that found that 95%, 95 (coughs) 95% of students claimed that they were attacked or impacted by an anti-Semitic act on campus. Do you know how many violent acts against Jews occur on campus? How many swastikas are painted on campus? on community centers, on synagogue doors, how many professors will spew anti-Semitism, how universities like Duke University and the University of North Carolina hold on purpose anti-Semitic rallies. You know what? 
then you wonder why we're so messed up. Yeah, David, I don't really have much, you know, to argue with you, debate with you on this subject, because to be quite honest with you, I am as well sickened. I am as well fed up. And, you know, frankly, I don't know if our rant is going to garner the attention that it possibly should for a Jew hating motherfucker, you know, because they hate the Jews. Most people that hate the Jews hate the blacks. And no, you know what? No, 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 no. But see, that's the excuse we're keeping using. It's not. It's not. Oh, okay. This is only white supremacists. Okay. It's not. No. Okay. Because if you're going to tell me when an Elon Omar or a Rashida Tlaib stand up in Congress or tweet anti-Semitic, that's not. No, that, that, that's another type of anti-Semitism. No, that, no, it's actually, no, 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 no. Enough with trying to create, you know, categories for it. It's, you know what? It's hatred. It's pure, it's unadulterated hatred. You don't have categories? No, because to me, you know what? If you hate me, you hate me. I don't care if you hate me because I'm, you know, white, Jewish, I got gray hair. You still hate me. That's hate. And the hate, you know, on a day like today, when people are taking the day off and going to watch basketball games and are going to put stupid shit on their helmets and on fields saying, oh, we should end all racism. And we should, where was the NFL to condemn the action? Where was the NBA to condemn any of the actions? Where was Nike to condemn all the actions? Of course, they're silent. Why? Oh, Jews, come on. They're a nothing minority. We represent a very small percentage of the population. We're rich. We got big noses. We'll buy anyways. Who cares about the Jew? That's the problem that we've got in society. We as a Jewish community have stayed silent for so far long to try to be accepted that we're not going to get accepted. The opposite. We stand out. And unfortunately, well, it's hurtful. Yeah, and it's we, we, we actually spoke about, We actually spoke about this uh, several weeks ago about our Jews white and we got onto the topic. And to be honest with you, you know, we're not white and, but we kind of look white and we're clearly not. Listen, the only thing that Biden did right in his whole term is he acknowledged that it was racism. That's the only thing he did right. A little bit, unfortunately to me, one of the things I really had a hard time was that throughout the day I heard, and Jem Psaki was tweeting it, whatever was, yes, Mr. Biden is aware of the situation is being updated, but at no point was there a single mention of the condemnation that Jewish people were being held at gunpoint, at gunpoint, and not a single word came out of his mouth of condemnation. That shows you irresponsible leadership. Had this been an African-American, had it been Muslims, it would have been immediately tweeted by the White House. But of course, who cares? Stuart, yeah. do you know how much the Jewish population is, The how many Jews there are officially or call themselves Jews in the United States today? No, but you're going to tell us. 6.4 million. It's approximately 2% <coughs> of the American population. 2%. Okay, there are 330 million other Americans in the United States, more or less. And look at the amount of attacks of Jews. Oh, per capita, per capita, it's grossly disproportional. 
David. This is something that's not new. But you know what, David? With all due respect, what is the Jewish community doing about it? No, that's what I'm point is. Listen, even in Canada. The Jewish community <laughs> refuses to do anything. Oh, it passed. It's over. No, I told gonna... you. We sit silent. We sit yeah. by. And you want to know what? I've chanted. I stood back in the day when we were so when we were trying to release Soviet Jews. We marched together. Oh, back in the 80s. We, I remember back that. Back in the day, we marched to help out yeah. people. We are scared. Stuart, we are scared. Because there are enough enemies, like I said, politicians, foreign and domestic, foreign and domestic. It's but not even David, it's crazy. But David, you know, again, by the way, you know, we ranted. There are going to be crickets from all of these left-wing Jews. Well, no, it's not just the left-wing Jews. To me, when well, I was right the problem, Jews are another problem. No, I'll give you. I'll give you. Know what? You know what? Yes, we are to be blamed. But you want to know who else I'm pissed off at? Where are those woke people who yeah. want to out? Where yeah. are you sitting, you woke folks? You bloody bastards who sit there and claim that you're here to help man. You want equality. You want to change society. But you notice what you don't want to change? It's your hate and your singling out of the Jews. And unfortunately, Jews who stand who stood and marched, and we talked about this, they stood for women's <coughs> rights, adult African-American rights. They, were at, they marched when George Floyd, they marched and they marched and they marched and they marched. But when we are the ones being attacked, where are the? I want to commend publicly the head of Islamic affairs in Dallas, who wow. came out on the week on Saturday and immediately applauded the relationship between the congregation Beth Israel and the and the Jewish community with the Islamic community, the bridging of of, of the relationship, the, the, the he, he, again and again he repeated the condemnation of the act, and he again he applauded the rabbi's efforts to continue to bridge the relationships between two peoples, and yet the woke American, the woke Canadian, sits silent. That's what makes me ill, Stuart. Anyways, I know we're at the quarter hour, but I want to tell you, folks, it's a frightening concept when you send your kids to school, university, or whatever. That might, you know, kids who go to Jewish schools, they got. Fortunately, they don't know what's going on. But as parents, we know security is on high alert, community centers on high alert, and that's thanks to the fact that we are alone. And we should take care of ourselves because, unfortunately, the government, society could care less about us. Stuart, with that. You know, David, uh, you know, I couldn't even get too many words in. But, David, I agree and echo your thoughts. This is Monday, the 17th of January. We are heading into yet another week of ranting. We had a whole bunch of other issues we wanted to talk about, but you're right, David, this was by far the most important. So on that note, I would like to say goodbye, farewell, catch us on Apple, iTunes, catch us on Google, catch us on Spotify, download us on YouTube, follow us on Facebook. We need your support. You know, we don't ask you for money. We ask you for love. Share the love. Share, please. We love you.
Guys, David. Have a good day.